Well, starting early, and so I had a preacher tell me, he said, if you, if you uh, end there, if you don't preach long, they'll invite you back. And so um, I'll be good on our time here. But um, thank you guys for, for being a part. Some of you guys were in the last session, but just want to share a little bit about myself so you know who I am and so you don't think I'm just some crazy person. But my name is Nate Ortiz. I have the privilege of being the State Youth Director for the Assemblies of God. I've been doing it for about seven years now. I love, love, love what I do. I truly believe that I have the best job ever. Sometimes I sit at camp and I'm covered in mud and playing with a fire hose I'm like another day at the office this is great <laughs> you know and so I always give a hard time I always joke around at the office when people are you know got the finance department like right next to us and they're doing major stuff and making sure we're staying afloat and all those kind of things and I'm like what kind of dodgeballs are we going to use? <laughs> I don't know, right? Uh, but I love, I love youth ministry and it's amazing um, and I've been there for 17 years and in this moment um I really feel such a deep, deep burden for young people. Um, I can tell you, uh, you know, whether you're a pastor or a parent or a leader, uh, we are in a moment that's so pivotal for young people. It's so pivotal. And there's such an urgency behind it, right? There's never a time of not urgency, but I really feel like we are in this moment. We understand that, you know, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? We know this, we understand it. And this is a topic that I'm talking about today that um, is super important to me, okay? And um, I know we have people who are, like I said, our parents, our leaders, our pastors. And so we're going to kind of talk about this uh, holistically. Um, but I really kind of want to lay the groundwork for where we're going to go. And so as we talk about raising spirit-empowered teenagers, um, this is super, 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 super <laughs> important. Here's why. There's something about young people. people. Young people often don't have an issue with spirituality. So if I went to a young person on the street and said, I just believe in positive vibes, you know? Like, I want to be this aura of a person that when it, people are around me, they just feel, like, accepted and loved. And, you know, like, they'd be like, oh, that's awesome, man. That's a great thing to aspire for, right? Um, you know, I just want to speak positive things, right? Um, but if I went and said, hey, I believe that there's one God, and he's a creator, and he put the Holy Spirit inside of me, that where I walk, there's authority, and there is a power inside of me, and that the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is in my mortal body. Like, ew, that's weird, right? <laughs> now, now you're some weirdo, right? Now it's like, ugh, right? And so right, I want to normalize what we're talking about, because young people don't have an issue with spirituality. It's sometimes how it's, it's presented or how it's understood, more importantly. And so I want to tell you about my upbringing because I think for everyone, let's be honest, your introduction, introduction to the Holy Spirit has been different, right? Some people are saying, my introduction to the Holy Spirit was people circling around me and screaming in my face saying, receive it, and you know, you're like, I'm terrified, what's happening, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I got punched in the stomach and I'm not sure why, right? It's like... <laughs> You're like, I was terrified. And, and, and for other people, it's like, oh my gosh, I was laying in my room and I felt like the, this, this rushing wind over me. And I, just, I felt the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I just started speaking in tongues or, or whatever. Or it's like, you know, you saw the prophetic in action or whatever it is. But listen, the Holy Spirit is something that needs to be addressed and something that we need in our lives. Okay? Now, I'm not just talking about tongue talking, all right? I'm talking about the Holy Spirit as a person. 
So my upbringing, I grew up in a, a Spanish church. Was It was like, I tell people, it was like a lock-in during the day. You were just there all day. It was just like, <laughs> you didn't know what was going to happen. It's like, oh, we have a guest. Come up here and share. They said five hours later. Like, all right, now we're going to get to another preaching. Like, all right, here we go. Then you go downstairs in the basement, eat lunch, come back up. It was just like all day. All day thing. And so I, I, was, I was a very charismatic atmosphere, okay? I saw that, right? And I, you know, I saw that aspect. And I saw in different places where, you know, you have the guest speaker come in. And, like, there was some stuff. I'm like, this is a little far out for me, okay? Where, like, I remember one time I was in a service. This is a true story. It's this guy, he played the fiddle, and he would be like, yo, he, he just singing and dancing and jumping around. Was, his, his thing was like the joy of the Lord type of deal. And I, I remember it was a service. He was like, everyone, like, lock arms. And, like, like he's, like, talking about, like, lock arms. And, like, get in a circle, like, kind of, like, dance around, like, a you know, like, kind of, like, a jig type of thing. And he's like, he's like, get in the joy jacuzzi. I'm like, I'm out. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I didn't bring my trunks. I'm good. <laughs> right? So you have all these expressions of people like moving with the Holy Spirit and what that looks like. So I want to normalize it. I want to talk about it, but also the importance um, of it. So, um, in, so in culture, right, I think we have dubbed the Holy Spirit kind of in these three categories, if I will. Um, one, it's weird. It's always weird. So when you bring up Holy Spirit, it's just weird. It's like someone's giving a weird word. Someone's doing something weird. It's just weird. And they stay away from it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to address it. It's, it's tongues. I don't know if I believe that. All these kind of things. But here's what I say. People often, when, when, like when young people even serve the Lord, I phrase it to them like this. They have enough belief from Genesis all the way through the Gospels. But then when we get to Acts, they're like, I said, why stop? You have enough faith to believe that there was one being who stood before all time, existed outside of time, created everything, has taken us all the way here, that sent his son, born of a virgin, died on the cross, was buried, rose again, came, gave people the Holy Spirit to live this life. But now, when you stop, it's when it becomes personal responsibility for you. Because now there's a level of accountability when you invite the Holy Spirit in. So people would say, oh, it's just weird. That's, I, don't, I, don't, like, I love Jesus, but the Holy Spirit stuff. It's like, man, that's, it's kinda, yeah, it's kind of the New Testament. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of part of the deal. <laughs> the second place that people, I can see the B is, it's unnecessary. And when I say unnecessary, I'm not talking about they're offended. I'm not talking about they think it's ridiculous, right? You can't, like, ignore that. But it's like, you know, I, I love the Lord. I'm going to go to heaven. Why do I need the Holy Spirit? Okay? And they just don't really feel like it's necessary to live this life. And I think the third place that people kind of put Jesus in, and it's my funny way of saying it, they just make him Jiminy Cricket. He's that little nudge sometimes, right? He's that voice of reason. And you minimize the Holy Spirit to just being good advice. He's, you know, it's like, you know, the, the angel on your shoulder and the devil. He's that little angel just whispering in your ear. And the Holy Spirit's much, much more than that. Much more than that. So I want to share uh, a story. Can I share a story? Please. So this was my experience with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I share this because I want this to be encouragement. And my whole thought with the Holy Spirit, whether you're a parent, whether you're a pastor, is where you stop is where you stop. Okay? If you always just stay in that category of like, Holy Spirit's weird, 
it's not really necessary, you know, Holy Spirit, and you, or you just make the Holy Spirit just something palatable for people, that's all it'll ever be. There's times we're going to be in uncomfortable situations. And when I mean uncomfortable, it's going to spiritually challenge you. The Holy Spirit will convict you. The Holy Spirit is going to cause you to step out of your comfort zone. But guess what? You have the Holy Spirit inside of you to help you discern different things. I gave the story of the joy jacuzzi, right? That was something I would not recommend. But guess what? I had the Holy Spirit enough me to discern, saying, Lord, I don't want to discount what you're doing, but allow me to just have the bonus to always step further. Okay? There's going to be, right? We're humans. Holy Spirit not, right? There are people going to do some weird stuff. <laughs> right? And you're not going to have a spiritual answer outside like, yeah, that was just kind of weird, but <laughs> Holy Spirit can still move and speak to us. So, when I was growing up, I've lived that. If it's in the Bible, I want to believe it. That's where I want to be. I don't want to feel like I'm segmenting things out of the Bible because I want to tell young people, like, just believe it. That you can pray for healing. That you can believe in the Holy Spirit. That the, there is power. There is dunamis power in the Holy Spirit as you live this life. That is where your authority comes from. That's when you speak, right? That, that Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. That he literally told his disciples, it's better for you that I go. If I was a disciple, I'm like, you're outside of your mind. How could that be better if you go? Because I'm sending my helper, the Holy Spirit. And we have to help our teenagers to understand the Holy Spirit in their lives. So when I was growing up, I've been of many different kind of services. And I've, if you have grew up in church, uh, this will be familiar for, for some of you. If some of you didn't grow up in church, you're like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but I would grow up in church, right? And they would say, who wants to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence speaking in tongues, right? I said, I do. I want some of that. I'm open. That's just kind of my life. I'm like, I'm open. Yeah, let's do this thing, right? I believe in Jesus. My parents, they serve the Lord, love the Lord. Talk, talk, I, I'd walk up, you know, like ready, like eyes clenched tight, just like, let's do this, God, right? <laughs> Just ready. Wouldn't receive anything. Walk up another service. Pray again. Nothing. I mean, my teenage years. Everyone else is doing those kind of things or just hearing from the Lord. The Holy Spirit told me this. I'm like, my goodness, am I missing it? Like, what's happening here? But I always lived in a place of the Word of God says it. I believe it. So it wasn't until I was 19 years old. I was in a service, okay, and I was in this service, and I was very new to ministry, not new to the church, seen lots of different things, felt very comfortable in church, but I was up in this service, and it was one of those evangelistic service, this guy was preaching, and I, you know, I was just there as his spiritual water boy, some people use the spiritual terms like, you know, armor bearer, I was just the water boy, and so I was just holding the water and a towel, and this, this guy asked me to pray for him as he's praying for other people. I said, I got that. No problem. I got you, man. All right? So I'm just standing there holding the water, praying. And so you ever been around those people when they pray, like they're literally praying? I'm like, I don't even know how you could pray that long for one person. Like, I can't pray that long for myself that long. But like, like every person, like, just praying and praying and praying. So listen, can we just be honest in this room? I mean, after about, you know, 30 minutes, like, you know, you kind of run out of stuff to say when you're praying for someone who's praying for someone, you know? So I'm just like, God... What I said the first half hour, just use it right now, Father. We just, 
we recycle that word right now for this moment? <laughs> yes, Lord. So I'm staring. I'm just praying. I'm just praying. And um, this guy, he, he, he comes up. He's about to pray for this, this lady. And this, this guy was like this, you know, buff guy, just like, you know, strong like you, like, you're out. And he was praying. And he gets like, just this nice lady, you know, like just look like, you know, soccer mom, you know, kind of mom, just like, you know, nice lady. And I'm sitting there, I'm praying. I'm just like, oh, this guy be over this whole situation. And then something happened that I was not expecting to happen. This woman clenches her fist and punches him right in the face. Hand to heaven. That is what happened. And that was my reaction. I'm not talking about a slap. I'm not talking about a push. She's done this before. And she punched him in the face. I'm like, is he going to hit her back? Like, what is that? Like, what is my responsibility in this situation? Like, do I stop him? Do I try to hit her? I don't know what's happening. I feel like I got hit in the face. I'm like, eh. She punched him in the face. And I'm like, it's like time like is slowing down, but it's fast at the same time. And I'm like, what? And he looks at her. And he says, you shut your mouth, you foul spirit. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and she literally, I mean, this, you think make it, this is exactly what, she starts throwing up. Like, instantly. And then the crazier thing was, the lead pastor of the church grabs his bucket and like just brings it over like this happens before. I'm like, I'm like how'd you get that bucket so quick? Like, so many thoughts all at the same time. So many thoughts. And in that moment, tongues flew out of my mouth. Now let me tell you something. That's not the only way to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Number two, scripturally, that is not how you would handle a situation like that. Number two. Number three, and I want to be very clear because I want you to understand this. I, I've seen a demon-possessed person before, okay, even before that time. So this wasn't like a fear situation. It was more like, what is happening? It was more the punch thing that got me. <laughs> and the bucket. Uh, but, <laughs> but number four, and here's what I want to focus on. We understand in scripture that the spiritual battle that we fight it's not against flesh and blood. And it was in that moment that my spirit recognized. Come on, I'm looking at Josh. Josh knows about, he, man, me and him have had some conversations about, come on. <laughs> so he knows, right? Right? But my spirit recognized oh, we're on a whole nother level. And that Holy Spirit on the inside of you is activated. And that's how it happened for me. So from that moment, I begin to really look inside the Holy Spirit inside of our lives. What does it look like in our services? What does it look like in our homes? What does it look like? And there has to be this element that we create that is an environment that is welcoming to the Holy Spirit. It's about the environment that we create. Now, when I say environment, I'm not talking about some weird, like you need, you know, crystals hanging up in the center of your room and essential oils or something like that. Or, but I'm talking about the environment that says, do you have room for the Holy Spirit in your life? Mm 
we have to create an environment that we don't say, well, Holy Spirit could just move on Sunday mornings, but Holy Spirit can move when you're walking the store. When you're at your kid's game and the Holy Spirit says, go have a conversation with that person. We like to make the Holy Spirit feel like this like super hyper, you have to like, like you know, the Holy Spirit, like you can't scare the Holy Spirit away. Like you're like, you gotta be quiet. You can't be too loud for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit is always speaking. It has to be an environment where we can hear the Holy Spirit and invite him in. I heard the analogy, right? You know, when we create the environment, things begin to grow, things begin to cultivate. You begin to listen and hear things in a new and different way when you make it practical. Right? We like the thing that when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, it's always going to be like this hard-hitting thing or it's going to be like this like heavenly moment. But sometimes it's this, right, it's this thought or this feeling saying, all right, I'm open to what God wants to do right now and being on it. And that, you may not understand all of it. Right? That's our human nature. We want to understand all of it. Mm-hmm. Well, how does speaking in tongues work? Do I open up my mouth or do I keep it closed? Do I, right? <laughs> right? We have to make it, like, you know, if you, if you, you know, have baptism in the Holy Spirit, and we're going to talk about different, but if you have baptism, you should be praying in your house in, in tongues. Mm-hmm. Right? The Bible, scriptures tell us that we speak in utterance that we don't understand, but the Holy Spirit, like, you know, gives it to the Father. You should be praying over your home, over your kids, right? Let's be honest, like, in how we say in the practical sense, right, your kids seeing you do things around the house or your family members, right, you should be doing the same thing. Where it shouldn't be weird if your kids hear you praying in tongues, right? We're not, like, don't, you know, don't make it weird, okay? <laughs> right, don't pray in tongues for 15 minutes before dinner, right? Or don't, <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, if your friends are over at a family barbecue, like, what's wrong with your parents? Oh, they're speaking in tongues. They have a stroke? Nope, just speaking in tongues. They're fine. They're fine. Don't even worry about them. They're good. Right? But create an environment at home where it's like, hey, yeah, this is normal. We create with the Holy Spirit. What's the Holy Spirit speaking to you? The more and more I think about, you know, having Spirit-empowered teenagers, it's, it's showing them the activity of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I remember one time, and I share these stories because I want to be encouragement to you. Not that I think it's the way or the way. You know, the way is just saying, don't stop. Be open. Don't put the Holy Spirit in the weird category, the Jiminy Cricket category, or just saying it's unnecessary. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need the Holy Spirit in this culture. We need the Holy Spirit wisdom. Uh, One time I was sitting, and the Holy Spirit will challenge you in such amazing ways. I was sitting in my house doing nothing spiritual. I didn't get done. I have a 20-day fast. And I was just sitting with the Lord, just pondering His goodness. I was sitting on my couch. I think I was watching something. And out of nowhere, right, and this has happened to many of us, the Lord dropped someone in my head that I haven't thought about in years. Years. No reason. No reason at all. And even our connection at that time wasn't even that good. It wasn't that strong. Well, not that it was bad, but it wasn't strong. It wasn't like, oh, that's my, that's, my, that's my boy. Like, we talk all the time. And I felt the Lord said, call him. Right? Now, when we talk about what, you know, now, let's clarify too. When you feel like the Holy Spirit moves, sometimes like, it's almost like you have that thought and that feeling, right? It's hard to explain sometimes. 
It's not like you hear this audible voice, I call him, right? <laughs> it's this feel like this feel like oh like man, like it's just like there. Like it's just weird, like the thoughts there. Like it just like oh, like just intercept your like, like why would I think that? Why would I call this person? And logic will instantly creep in. Because you create an environment and say, God, I'm open. But you will amaze how quick your logic will shut things down. Wow. Why would you call him? What are you going to say? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. So don't call him. So I did the next best thing. I texted him. <laughs> so I texted This is true. I texted him. Hey, man, just thinking about you. Hope all's well. Something super generic. Nothing impactful. No prophetic word. No something life-changing. And instantly, my phone rings, and it's him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do I owe him money? Do I? <laughs> and I pick up the phone. Not a, hey, Nate, what's going on? How you doing? He said, you're not going to believe this. I'm not believing it's even happening right now. <laughs> he says, I'm in a terrible place in my life right now. I'm in a horrible place. And I was sitting in my car and I said, Lord, if you're real, have Pastor Nate call me. And here, something that seems so big to me. Why, why would I call him? Why would I do this? Because God's always, the Holy Spirit's always doing something bigger than we can even realize. So teaching our kids to create the environment in your life that the Holy Spirit speaking, just act upon it. Act upon it. What if it's not the Holy Spirit, right? The worst thing is you, you did something that made you look foolish, but guess what? Jesus died on the cross for you and me naked, bruised and beaten. Don't be afraid to step out. The Holy Spirit will always pull you further and logic will always try to intercept it. Be mindful of that. You know, we don't grow oranges here in Ohio not because it doesn't get hot, because it doesn't stay hot. We have to create an environment where the Holy Spirit can speak. The second thing is, make the Holy Spirit supernaturally practical. When I say make the Holy Spirit supernaturally practical, ask common questions to your kids. Now granted, let's be honest, right? If you have teenagers, sometimes it's hard for them to just have a, a full functioning sentence. <laughs> right. How was school? All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Right? It's, it's hard. But guess what? Model it for your kids. What I mean by that is, pray, pray, the Holy Spirit, ask, Lord, give me a word for my kids. I may not know what it means, but let me make this supernaturally practical. You know, the supernatural practical. Let me live my life supernaturally practical. That I don't have to 
you know, just ask them what's going on. Because, you know, how's praying for you? Man, I just want to speak this word to you. And maybe you don't know what it means. Maybe you're not even sure what it is. But the Holy Spirit does. Ask your kids. Is there anything I could pray for you for? Listen, let's be honest. You know, and I'll say this. Raising teenagers and pastoring teenagers, two different things. Different universes. So I'm not saying this from the aspect. I don't, I don't have teenagers. Okay? Lord. <laughs> Come on. I receive it, Lord. But, you know, here's the, here's the thing that I will say. And this is just from the outside perspective. Where when you are raising teenagers, and this is from the youth pastor perspective, okay? So this isn't a parenting tip, okay? What I see, um, when you have a youth pastor, a good youth pastor, um, your teenager thinks, for the most part, they're just like so much cooler than you, mom and dad. Like, you know nothing. You're an idiot, right? It's like, what do you even know? Have you even experienced life? You know, like, I'm living it right now. I'm doing it. You're this old fuddy-duddy, right? It's, it's like, you know, if you only knew me when I was in high school, right? You know, it's like, you think I've been saved my whole life, right? You know, or just... It's like I, I've lived a little bit, right? It, it's right. It's scripture. Nothing new underneath the sun. And some of y'all got the sun's hand to prove it, right? It's like <laughs> I've been here. And when you have that youth pastor, right? They they can they can speak something to your kid, and they're like, "You're so wise." And and you your kid gets in the car after a youth service, and they say, how, "You know, you see how a service maybe it was a great night, really." And they say, "Oh man, pastor so and so, they said this. Man, it was so good." And in your mind, you're thinking. Oh my gosh. I've literally told you that 5,000 times. So I would be cool. I would be cool. Amen. Have you ever heard that before anywhere? No, that's the first time I've ever heard it. You're like, <laughs> Holy Spirit, help me. <laughs> but here's the thing your students, your teenagers, not all, right? Sometimes they won't appreciate what you do for them spiritually. But there will come a time. They'll look back. And they'll say, man, my parents weren't perfect. I wasn't perfect. But I remember the times they were praying for me. When they snuck into my room. And they were praying for me. And listen, they'll give you all the, all the heat. What you doing? I'm praying for you. Get to bed. <laughs> I don't care. I was talking to a mother. Uh, her son was in my youth group, and he's now a lead pastor, right? So I'm showing my age here. And it's so funny, right? When you have teenagers, they're always your baby. Like, they could be the president of the world. Like, that's my baby. You got a little schmutz on your face before you go through the press, right? Like, <laughs> that's how it's always going to be, no matter what they're doing. But this mother was saying, uh, you know, it was just a stressful time for her son. His, his wife was having a baby. And on top of that, he got a, a kidney stone. And his wife was going to be going into labor. And guess who he calls? The pastor calls his mom and says, Mom, oh, this, this, you know, I'm stressed out. I got this, you know, kidney stone coming. He said, Man, just, 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 can you just pray? Like, do your declaring thing, right? Just, like, just, just, <laughs> just start declaring stuff. And, like, you know. <laughs> 
She's like, yeah, I'm good. Like, and she like owned it. And she's like, I'm praying, right? And there was, and the kidney stone dissolved. And it, it wasn't a thing. But you know what? He knew who to call. And I knew this situation. It was a godly woman who was leading in that way. So we have to make the supernatural practical in our homes and our families and all that we do. Okay? Be open to what the Lord wants to speak to you. I want to make sure I'm good on time here. Um, I will say this. I didn't want to get too preach. I want to share some stories. But I also want to kind of bring some knowledge to this. So, for every parent, for every leader in this room, as much as possible, right? As much as possible, be proactive when it comes to the spiritual activity into your kids' lives. It's so, so important. When young people are in the presence of God, it's amazing how open they are to what God should speak. If you have teenagers, you understand if a teenager does not want to do something, they will let you know instantly. Yeah. Let's be honest, right? That's just who, who they are. But every summer at Heartland Conference Retreat Center, I see young people at the altar weeping. Now hear me, not because I think our worship is fantastic, not because I think our preaching is better, but there is an atmosphere that is there where they do not have their phones, they do not have other influences, but they're saying, I am here saturated in the presence of God. And I have youth pastors come up to me after saying, man, I had a student up at the altar. Just, we, I didn't, I didn't think they loved Jesus. <laughs> and they're weeping, they're saying, I feel a call to ministry. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Evidence of speaking in tongues. Us as parents, we got to be people who encourage that gift. Youth pastors, don't wait till youth camp to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Don't take the easy way out. Say, oh, what if they don't receive it? It's not on you. Pray. Pray for your kids. Ask them. Talk about it. You know, youth pastors in your services, go for it. Create room. Don't fit the Holy Spirit in a box. In your family or in your ministry. It's so important. For some of you in this room, maybe you're saying, man, I, this evidence of you know, speaking in tongues, like I, I, don't, you know, I don't have that in my life. Listen. That's okay. Right? That's okay. Be open, though. Don't let logic step in and say, well, you know, on this age, it's never going to happen for me. Who knows it'll happen for you? Be open to the Holy Spirit. I was a part of a ministry where I, there was this guy at a church, and he was like, I mean, like, like old, like old, old, like King James old, okay? <laughs> like, like he's that old, like he don't pick up his feet, he just shuffles them, just like walking like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he was in charge of the Holy Spirit prayer. And I'd watch him time after time. 
was, this was a spiritual waterboard moment where I was just like standing there like just watching and he'd pray for people and just walk them through it he wasn't scaring people he, you know, he wasn't I know Josh here you know he wasn't they're like why is the guy punching like he was like the power of Christ compel you you know it wasn't it was just prayer he would just say do you want to receive the Holy Spirit I'd say yeah I do and he would just pray and I'd watch people get filled and I think it was that thought of I'm open to it. I'm open to it. And they were in an atmosphere to receive it. For all of us in this room, leaders, when's the last time we prayed for baptism of the Holy Spirit in your services that gave opportunity for the Holy Spirit to move? Let me encourage you with this one thought. In your services, youth pastors, your pastors, are we making room for the Holy Spirit? Are we saying there's not room for him in planning center? Ah, we would, but we we got our four songs and we got to hit it and we got to move out. Be intentional. One thing that we would do to make room for the Holy Spirit, we're not talking about forcing it, but one thing we'd do to kind of get kids in that place of what is Holy Spirit speaking to you and draw them in, you know? Sometimes we say, what's... Like pray, ask God to show you a picture. What's God showing you? What does that look like? What's a word maybe God's given you? Right? What we do in our services, we would cut worship short. Not like end the worship. We would say, hey, we're only going to do two songs because we're going to give room for the Holy Spirit to move. Not forcing it. Hear me. Holy Spirit doesn't need, you know, kick-started. We'll say, Holy Spirit... What do you have? And we kind of step back and sit. Right? We're too used to, listen, we're too used of worship sometimes just being Christian karaoke. All we need is the bouncing ball on the words. But what if you stop singing and you step back and say, hey, just pray. Ask Holy Spirit. What are you speaking to you? There's time when I, you know, I travel and speak a lot. When I go to a place, I say, Lord, give me a word for the people. Give me a word for the people, right? You can preach a sermon that you have, but give me a word for the people. How many know, right, to be seen by God and to be known by God is love? You feel it. I pray for a word. I was at a, and sometimes the Lord gives me one, and sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes the Holy Spirit gives you, give me a strong word. Sometimes I got nothing, and that's okay. But I'm open. I remember the first time why I started this. I remember the first time I ever felt the presence, like the Holy Spirit move on my heart. Listen, not because I'm super spiritual. I'm not. I just want everything that God has. Not for myself, but for the people around me. I remember the first time, why did I say, we started early watching me like blow out the ending time. And so, (laughs) (laughs) but the first time, listen, I try to be as practical as I can. I was in a church service. I was doing young adults. I was, I was, on drums, we had a small group. It was probably about like 15 of us. And like, hey, you're Spanish. You probably got rhythm. Get on the drums. And I didn't. And, uh, oh, I wasn't good at the drums. And so I remember I was playing one night. And it was the first time. I was 18 years old. And I was playing the drums. And I felt this urge. It, I almost equate. Do you ever feel like, have you ever been at home and you feel like someone else is in the house? <laughs> like, you know, like, I know, I know I'm here by myself. But I felt like there's, I felt this like urge. And I felt like. I had to, I had to share something. 
And it was weird because I didn't know what. So I did what any good Christian would do. I ignored it. <laughs> and I kept playing. And it got stronger. And here's the thing. It was, I don't, like, the urgency for what? Logic creeps in. And I'm playing, and I'm playing, and I feel its urgency. So finally, I'm like, I got to say something, and I don't know what I'm going to say. So I walk over to my young adult's pastor. I said, hey, man, I, I'm like, I stopped in the middle. It was awkward. I stopped playing terms in the middle of worship. I walk into a pastor. I'm like, this is awkward, and this is terrible. I have no idea what I'm doing. But when has that stopped me before? And so <laughs> I, I walk over to the lead pastor. I said, hey, I, I think I have something to share. And I was hoping he would do what every lead pastor should do, is say, hey, share the word with me so you're not your crazy person. And he did it. He said, go ahead, share. I'm like, I have nothing, though. So, <laughs> so now I'm like, I was hoping he would shut me down and I'd go back to the drums. But he did it. So I walk up to the front. I have the microphone in my hand and I have no idea what I'm sharing. I'm 18 years old. I have no idea what I'm going to share. Zero. So we have no idea what you're doing. What You just pray. I wasn't back to the Holy Spirit at that time, so I'm just like, I'm just like praying. I'm like, 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 dear Jesus, help me. Like, <laughs> And then he gives, gives me this word. Like, I didn't term it that way, but this is what I felt. Someone here tried to commit suicide. Okay, God, there's 15 of us. If I say that, they're going to think I'm crazy. If no, right? So I stared and I said, you know, I've never done something like this before, but I really feel like, man, someone here tried to commit suicide. And you know what happened? Nothing. <laughs> no one came forward. No one moved a muscle. No one gave me a nodding approval, like nothing. <laughs> My pastor didn't say anything at the hand of the mic till it wasn't like, it's okay, right? It was like. <laughs> so I went back to the drums, I started playing. And I remember I was so angry. I was so angry. So I thought, I literally, this is the thing you hear in youth ministry. I stepped out and looked like a fool for you, Jesus. A fool. And nothing happened. Now everything's I'm crazy. Like, don't get next to Nate. He never tried to commit suicide. <laughs> so this whole week, I'm dealing with this. I'm struggling with this thing. Of, uh, I'm being honest. I'm being real. I'm being transparent. This is the things you grow up in church. You hear, the Holy Spirit speaks to you and move in power and move in authority and speak. And I'm like, I did all those things. And I missed it. So I'm either a bad Christian or I'm whatever. And, you know... And so we come to church the next week, and before we start, this young lady gets on the microphone and says, hey, I asked Pastor if I could share. And I just want to say that last week, someone shared that someone tried to commit suicide, and it was me. And you think, how selfish of me to say, Holy Spirit, move and speak in power and authority, but I better get something immediately in return. So pastors, leaders, parents, know, listen, know, know, know this. That when you begin to pray, when you begin to act upon the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit asks you to do something that you've never done before, when the Holy Spirit says, go in your kid's room and start praying over their bed. I, I got things to do. I can't do that right now. Do it. 
when the Holy Spirit's saying, hey, you, you need to go in the room and check in this drawer. Or you need to go in the room and, and you know, or, or whatever, like circle your house, begin to pray. You do it. Yeah. Yeah. And don't apologize for it. Come on. Yeah. 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 Come on. Thank God for praying mothers. Thank God for praying parents. Thank God for praying pastors who are filled with the Holy Spirit, yeah. who are filled with power, who are filled with authority. Because listen, let me tell you, if, if coming to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior was just about punching your heaven card and getting there, I'm telling you, they would just baptize you and not bring you up to the bubble stop. <laughs> Some of y'all get that later. <laughs> it's not about that. It's about saying... The same spirit that raised Christ Jesus is inside of me. So my prayers are not just good thoughts, well wishes, I hope so. But it is saying that I believe what the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. I will speak to you even if you don't receive it. Even if you don't understand it. Even if as the person praying you don't understand it. Even as the, the kid if they don't understand it. The teenager if they don't understand it. We have a responsibility to tell them about the Holy Spirit. Right? When I was in, growing up at church, he used to call him the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Right? Now it's got with the Holy Spirit. It's more palatable, right? <laughs> now it's like the third person of the Trinity, right? It's like... So here's my challenge to you. And, and, I, and I think we're okay on a little bit of time if anyone had any questions. But... When you go home, be open. Create room for the Holy Spirit. Create an environment where He can come. And be supernaturally practical. Ask God to give you a word for your family, for your kids. And when the Holy Spirit moves upon you, be ready. Don't let logic step in. Don't wait for the instant return. Be open. Seek the gift of speaking in tongues, right? We're, I'm not going to break down this whole you know, teaching because you know, it's important. It's not just, hey, just do this, right? But there's power and authority in that when you don't know what to pray. There was a, a, a guy I know personally where he grew up Jewish and he, you know, memorized the, you know, uh, I forget the, the Torah. And he said he'd, he'd never been a part of a spirit-filled service. And he's just sitting there, literally thinking what every person does when they go to a Pentecost service. These are a bunch of wackos. <laughs> what is happening? And this guy comes up and starts praying for him. And he starts reciting the Torah. So this guy, not knowing, says, you know Hebrew? He says, I know Hebrew? <laughs> He was speaking in tongues, but he didn't realize he was speaking Hebrew. He's like, yeah, that's Hebrew. He's like, I don't speak Hebrew. <laughs> and Holy Spirit met him that day. And he said, that, that was a game changer. But when you, and that's just, you know, story, but like, but this is the kind of stuff where don't let logic take it away from you. Yes. Be bold. Step out. Walk in it. And so, um, yeah, I, I just hope you guys are encouraged by that. But I know we have a little bit of time. I don't have any questions about what I said Anything? That's totally fine if you don't. Yeah. So we can apply this to our own walk, not just for our teens. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Holy Ghost 
spirit welcomed when you're the only believer in the house? Yeah, that's a great question. And so. You just turn up last night, rise on your hate. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, no, totally. I, no, I, I say this. I think it's the whole thought of for, starting with you individually, your space. I always say this, rooms produce results. And so what I mean by that is in your own house, right, in your living room, that's maybe where you watch TV or you do that, right? It's a room that produces a result. In your kitchen, that room produces a result, right? You cook meals, you prepare, all those kind of things. Find a spot in your house they are saying this room is going to produce this result, that this is going to be a Holy Spirit area, Holy Spirit room. Because here's the thing. If you've ever been to a bonfire, right, you don't notice you're around a bonfire until the next morning when you pick up that hoodie. Like, ooh, this smells like a bonfire, right? <laughs> and slowly but surely, and I mean this, sometimes it's like that, that whole thought where we don't know, right? I'm not trying to make promises or trying to make a sound of just like... But when you say, no, I'm dedicated to make this, this room or this corner of the house or this chair that I'm in, this is going to be a Holy Spirit spot. Yeah. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm praying, like, this is my spot. So when your kids are gone, right, you walk through your house, begin to pray and begin to create that, that, that atmosphere. So even when your kids are coming, you're saying, no, I prepared this atmosphere before you even stepped in. So you're walking yeah. into something that was already prepared. And so when you begin to do those things, right, you could walk in the house, begin to pray, right? They could turn the music as loud as they want. But, you know, right, the Holy Spirit, he's not governed by volume, right? Just, just because you scream, it doesn't mean the Holy Spirit's in it, right? <laughs> People try it, believe me. <laughs> right? But the Holy Spirit begin to move in different ways. And, um, you know, um, however it looks for your children, um, you know, if you want to change your Wi-Fi password, that's always a great way, too. And so... <laughs> <laughs> How do you, um, I, I feel like sometimes the kids I work with feel like they're somehow in, like, inhabited by like a less than Holy Spirit that's right. like, around them. Like, how do you empower kids to recognize that like they have discernment and they're embodied by the same Holy Spirit that the adults around them? I feel like the kids I work with sometimes like somehow feel like they're like diminished in some way because they're younger and I feel like probably as adults that may be something on us that we've created. Yeah. And so like how do we better make room to empower them to know they have discernment and they are they have authority and so that they can speak out in that. No, absolutely. And so, you know, and like I said, I had a ton of scripture and you know I'm like I feel bad like I uh, but I think with that when you look at scripture you know, if you look at Acts, right, it's like when the Holy Spirit fell, it fell on all believers, right? It was like, it fell on this pocket over here, right? You know, even when Jesus left, it was like for all people. So I think the first thing is saying, you know, even kids may say there's no junior Holy Spirit, right? But I think talking to kids is, and kind of meeting them where they are to say, do you believe, right, that the Holy Spirit can move within you? And so I always say this, a key to youth ministry is always ask the questions you already know, okay? So if they, you know, if they say, well, yeah, I, I don't believe the Holy Spirit, or I don't believe the Holy Spirit can move, in me like an adult why yeah. well I don't know well let's look at the scripture see what the scripture says yeah. right so now you're not trying to force something on them right it's going to take a while for the belief to like really sink into them yeah. right it's, you know it would be great if teenagers like oh my gosh you just broke that down so wonderfully thank you so much that was so good <laughs> right you know right but but now you just stuck something in their brain they're saying eh, I guess they kind of have a point right I mean teenagers I mean they'll you know, right, that old saying, I, you know, cough their nose despite their face, right? It's like, sometimes they'll just do that. But, like, when you speak a truth to them, they have to wrestle with that within themselves. You know what I mean? Even though they may not, like, show that they've received it. So I think just kind of saying, what do you believe? 
ask them, why do you believe that? But then be prepared, like, hey, let's see what Scripture says. So say, hey, even though you maybe aren't fully there in your belief, I think you need to be open that the Holy Spirit can move through you. Can we at least agree on that, right? And then I think for opportunities, depending what the, the um, your context with your church or school or whatever that is, ask some questions that activate the Holy Spirit inside them to say, you know, if, depending, like I said, a lot of variables, but like, hey, man, did you pray today? Yeah, what did the Holy Spirit speak to you? You know, t- type of thing where now it's like feeling a little more, you know, natural and it feels a little more like you're asking them, what's the Holy Spirit doing within you? You know, how is he speaking to you? Versus like, hey, Holy Spirit's over here. You should be over here with him and you should be achieving these things. Um, because the Holy Spirit, that's the one who begins to move. I mean, you know, once again, not to be all stories, but I, I, was, I was talking to a friend of mine. I was at a church service and I knew he wasn't saved in high school. And I saw him in church and someone's like, what are you doing here? Right? <laughs> And I remember I went up to him. He said, man, hey, and you can see in his face, like, I, I found Jesus. Like, you know, he, he, he thought like he found Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I said, well, how did it happen? He said, I was sitting on my bed. I was reading the scriptures. I said, Lord, if you're real, show me. He said, I felt something just, like, smack me. I felt him. And he, he was that person. Like, he's not that, like, weird, like, you know, person where, like, oh, that sounds, that checks out, right? You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, this guy was like, yo, the guy's got, you know, we're, we're cutting, down, cutting down trees, and that was his deal. And just kind of like, it, but, like, he said that's what happened to him. So I think when we create this atmosphere, said, what's the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Now you're creating a little more of a space that they're thinking about it, and it creates more to you for when you're not with them for the Holy Spirit to speak and to move. Right. Questions? Thoughts? Wonderful. Well, cool. Hey, thank you all. I appreciate you coming. If you have any questions or things for me after, I'll, I'll be up here. But my email is on uh, oimnetwork.com if you guys need anything. But thank you so much. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your time at Synergy. Woo!